my name's Morgan, and welcome to Get Her a Therapist, the podcast. May you enter and be satisfied. Hey guys, happy Monday. I hope everyone had a really good Easter and was with family. Um, <laughs> I've been sick, so I was not with family, but I hope everyone else was and had a great time. Um, this is probably my fifth time recording this episode. Um, the last four times it was giving very like, um, victim mentality and I didn't love that for myself. So I'm going to go ahead and change it up and we're going to talk about something a little bit different, right? We're going to talk about the steps of getting over your baby daddy because I had my own steps and you know what? It worked for me. And there was someone in my DMs talking about how it was really hard for her and I felt like, you know what, let's talk about it. Like, let's really, let's talk about it. So I posted something on my Instagram and it was about connections. It was about how sometimes connections just, you know, disappear, not disappear, but you just disconnect from people over time. And it's not to say that those are bad people, but it's just, there's an expiration date is what it was um, for certain connections. And I feel like that's really fair. Like, true. <laughs> I agree. Um, and then there was someone who popped into my DMs and basically was just saying how it was hard to get over her um, her kid's father. And I was like, well, yeah, that's a little different than like just random expired connections. Because the difference is, is that when you have a baby with somebody, that person is in your life forever like you can't I mean you can disconnect but I think the process of disconnecting is really really hard so like whereas when you're in a relationship with someone and you have no ties obviously like it's hard to move past that but you have room and space and opportunity to kind of heal Versus when you have a kid with somebody, like, that person is in your fucking face. Like, you have to talk to that person. You have to communicate with that person. You're mad. He's mad. And there's tension. And there's pride. And there's ego. So there are arguments. And it's sometimes really hostile. And it doesn't create for a peaceful healing space on your own, just by yourself. Because you can't get away from that person. And it's interesting because I would say that with time, time helps, but also distance helps too. Now, let's be honest, people are typically still having sex with their children's parent, other parent, until they're like four years old, right? (laughs) I have a rule that like, if you have a kid and the kid is not four and older, I don't have time for it because you're probably still involved with the mom. And this isn't for everybody, but my own personal situation, like, let's be real, he was definitely still hitting up. And that's just like, it happens, right? Like it's there, it's it's available. You know, they're not going anywhere. So it's just like, and if you're not, having sex with anyone else, it's kind of just like, I mean, you're around, you're there, so why not? Um, but that doesn't, that also doesn't create space for you to heal if you're trying to move on. 
it really doesn't help when the significant other or not the significant other, the child's father has moved on and you have not moved on. That makes it even harder for you because it's like, one, you have these feelings of guilt. Like, damn, did I not try hard enough? Like, I didn't give my kid a family. Like, there's all this like pressure you put on yourself. And what I said was, at the end of the day, if it didn't work, it just wasn't meant to be, right? And if you walked away because you weren't happy, it's probably because he wasn't providing or wasn't doing something that you needed him to do, which turned you off. Staying in that situation, nine times out of 10, he's not going to provide that for you down the line. Like you did the right thing. You walked away. Good for you. Claps, right? Like we're happy that you walked away. But I know that there are feelings of guilt when you do walk away from your family and it's like, well, shit, should I have stayed? And the answer is fuck no. You should not have stayed. Don't stay. Don't stay in situations because you're not happy because of the kid. It just, you know, and I've had debates on this with people where they feel like, you know, having a two-parent household is healthier for the child and it's selfish for the parent to just walk away from their family because they're not happy and it's not always about the adult. Negative. I will never agree. I'll never agree because one, Staying in an unhealthy situation only does more damage to the child, right? They're going to see their parent being unhappy. They're going to normalize being mistreated and being unhappy just because of the kid. And wouldn't you rather your child see you being happy and whole and the other parent being happy and whole separately than being miserable together? Like, I feel like that creates more of a toxic environment for the child. And... Yeah, like if you have a baby with someone, like, you know, I guess you see if it works. But if it doesn't work, don't push it. Like, don't pressure yourself to make it work. Um, But for those people who have feelings still for their significant other, Lord, why do I keep changing that? Um, For their child's parent. um, And how to work through that. Sorry, I'm still sick. Oh my God. Sorry. That probably sounded gross. Um, I personally disconnected from everything. Like I decided that I was going to not talk to him about anything except for the child. Regardless of what I was feeling, I knew that it just wasn't a healthy situation. And that even if I would have tried to make it work, I would have been just stunting my growth and I didn't want to do that. So there are healthy alternatives to distract yourself. So way, way back then, I started taking boxing classes with this um, gym called Groove Ride, which was really helpful. Like I remember I was so angry and I was just feeling just full of like, I don't know, grief and regret and all this stuff and I would go to these boxing classes and I remember the first maybe the second class I was like you know throwing um 
right? Throwing punches. That, yeah, throwing punches and the bag. And I just like started crying because I was so angry. And like, I feel like when you have a kid and things just don't work out, you're allowed to like grieve that family. And I was really upset. And I just, you know, I cried, but I worked out and it made me feel so much better because you feel like you're accomplishing something. And it just helps. You know, I think being around friends helps. Um, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. Interesting enough, right? So I was talking to a friend and he was telling me that you don't need people when you're going through something. Like, really, you just need God. And then I just so happened to be scrolling on Instagram and Malaysia from Basketball Wives was like, it was like this whole scene. And she was saying like, you know, sometimes I don't need to talk to my friends about everything. Like sometimes I just give it to God and I just let it be. And to my friend who was like, sometimes you don't need people. It made me think of that because true, sometimes I don't need people. And in those moments, I don't tell anybody what I'm going through, right? So when I'm sad, a lot of the times I don't go to people and I don't tell people. I typically suffer in silence, but I also just try to have faith knowing that like God's going to take care of it and I'm going to be okay. But what people seem to not understand is that when I am talking about what I'm feeling, it's because I do need community and I do need people because I don't always do that. And the times that I don't do that, obviously nobody knows about that. So it gets a little frustrating when people are kind of like, you don't need people. No, there are moments that I don't. And then there are moments that I do. And I know myself well enough to know when I need a person. I need a body. I need somebody to bounce my feelings off of when I'm feeling sad, when I just can't hold it all in by myself. And there are other times where I don't need to talk to anybody about it. And I do just need to like sit with it by myself. I know myself well enough to know the difference. And I don't think that everybody understands that. To tie that all in to getting over your baby daddy <laughs> is pretty much saying that like, sometimes you're gonna have to sit with the sadness by yourself. And you, you gotta have faith that God has taken you out of the situation for a reason. Um, and then sometimes it's that idea of, oh, like, he's happy with somebody else. But, like, you never know what's going on in their home. Like, you have no idea what's happening, okay? On the outside looking in, it probably looks perfect and you may feel a little jealous. But let it be known that, like, the same way social media be lying, I'm sure your big daddy be lying about how happy he is. So let's just be real. <laughs> like... It typically doesn't happen that way. But also try not to focus on them. Who cares what, I mean, I know it's hard to say like who cares because obviously you care and your feelings are valid. But it is that like fake it till you make it mentality of who gives an actual fuck about what is going on with him and his other family over there. Like who cares? Let's focus on ourselves. What makes you happy? What's going to make you happy in five days, even if you're sad right now? What, what can you do to distract yourself? And that goes back to another friend who was like, 
well, distraction isn't good. Like, you shouldn't distract yourself. Like, you should, you know, feel what you're feeling. And it's like, mm, yes and no. Like, sometimes you do need a distraction. Like, what's the point of sitting in your feelings for three days? Like, I, I mean, I've done it and it's done nothing but just like put me in a deeper hole. Like, I think it's good to feel your feels, but I also think it's good to get the hell up and say, all right what next? What am I doing next? And you just want to show up for yourself so you can show up for your kid. Like, you know, I've kind of been in a rut myself, um, not because of his dad, because we are far removed from one another. <laughs> but um, I've just been in a rut about other things. And I am acknowledging that I my cup is not full. So, you know, I'm I'm trying my best to show up as a parent, but trying to find steps and ways to make sure I'm showing up for myself so I can be fully present for my kid. Um, and that's hard. So I actually don't have like a step-by-step guide to getting over your baby daddy. I think I more so just have advice, but I'm also kind of weary on giving advice to people these days because people are going to literally do whatever the fuck they want to do. I do whatever I want to do um, because I think it's just you have to people have to learn on their own and we're all adults and people are going to do whatever feels good to them and they may have to bump their head a few times but until they bump their head hard enough they're probably not going to take your advice so you probably shouldn't waste your breath okay I am the type of person that I if I ask you for advice, then I must really genuinely give a fuck about what you have to say because I rarely ask people for their advice. And not because I think I'm the knower of all things, but because I just know myself really, really well. And there's not too many people that can give me advice. <laughs> like, there's not too many people who can really give me advice. Um, so if I ask for it, kudos, kudos, kudos to you as a person, because I think you're probably a really sound person to talk to. Thank you. <laughs> um, but no, like, I always tell people that <sighs> I had to learn on my own not necessarily learn on my own. Like I've gotten advice from books and podcasts and, you know, people who have really kind of been in my same predicament and my shoes. I think that I was a mom really early. And when I was a mom, none of my friends were moms. And so people just didn't really understand what I was really feeling. And so I had to go through all of that by myself. There was nobody who could relate to what I was feeling when I became a mom and the postpartum and all of those things. So I had to really get outside help. Like, I mean, I was on mom blogs, podcasts, like, you know, all of the mom Instagram pages. Like I had to really seek community outside of my circle because nobody knew what I was going through. Nobody. 
nobody got it because nobody was a mom yet but me and so unfortunately i feel like because of that i shy away from really asking people for advice because i'm still in that mentality of like nobody knows what i'm going through and so i'm just going to figure it out by myself and i don't need advice from anybody um because i can always figure it out that was a tangent i don't even know if i was even talking about like getting over your baby daddy at the end of that it takes time y'all it takes time um don't have sex with your kid's father okay stop having sex with him do not do not have sex with him if you want to be over it then be over it but having sex is just going to continue the ties stop it don't do it only talk about the kid the needs okay do we need money for underwear socks okay pick up drop off Pickup and drop offs do not need to include conversation. It doesn't need to be like, a, oh, hey, how you doing? How was your week? How's work? None of that. Mm-mm, cut it. Nope. Drop the kid off and drive away. Drop the kid off and drive away. That's all you need to do. If there is an exchange of money, if you need money, request it on Cash App. Request it on Apple Pay. If they don't send it, don't even text them. If they don't send it, don't even worry about it. Expect any money, like any money that you expect, don't expect it. (laughs) And if they don't send it, it's fine. Because what's going to happen is it's going to end up in an argument. We want to avoid arguments because arguments tend to get under people's skin. And once someone knows that they can get under your skin, then they're going to take advantage of that. So don't even avoid it. If they don't send the money, Ask your mom for the money. Ask somebody else. If you really need it, don't ask them. Ask somebody else. Um, what else? What else? Um, no, your your kid's father is not allowed in your house for holidays. No. Mm-mm. If they want to do the holidays at their oh, sorry, at their house, do it there. No, you can't sleep over on Christmas Eve. No, no, none of that. Not here for it, not doing it. No, thank you. Goodbye. Um, let's see, what else? <laughs> um, no, we can't go on family dinner dates. No, we don't need to catch up. There's no catch up moments, okay? I feel like until you get to a point where you know for a fact that all is well and there's really no like sexual chemistry there there's no emotional ties like you can see this person and not get angry that's when you know you're over it and you're just like all right cool but until then keep your distance keep your distance and you know what go on dates go go on dates get on hinge okay i'm not a hinge fan anymore i used to be on hinge i'm not on hinge anymore but you know what get on hinge enjoy yourself and enjoy someone else's company okay you don't have to have sex with them you know but let someone take you out go bowling you know go rock climbing that's hard do something but don't sit in your sadness right go to therapy <laughs> literally get her a therapist podcast <laughs> like go 
to therapy, guys. Like, please work through your feelings about your kid's father. That's what I got, y'all. That's what I got. Um, Next, I'm talking about Love is Blind. And this is the part of, like, my pre-recording that I'm going to add because I did, like, that part (laughs) because it is valid. Um, So, yeah. Yep, yep. Thanks, y'all. So, I just started watching Love is Blind, the fourth season. And I only started watching it because I originally wasn't. Third season truly pissed me off. Like, I was just done. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I was just done in general. Um, But one of my really good friends convinced me. And I was just like, okay. I was like, if I'm going to watch this, then you need to be prepared for me to live text you the entire time. And I did. But... <laughs> I have thoughts on Love is Blind, and I'm not going to go too much in detail because the one person who, what is his name, Um, Kwame, really rubbed me the wrong way in the beginning when he was talking about he was going to say that his name is Alex. Because, okay, just it just screams self-hate to me. And it screams that you are really just looking for a white woman, which is fine, but say that. Like, it's so weird that he was about to, like, change his name. It was really, like, off-putting. But, you know, you keep watching, and it's kind of just like, all right, like, you know, maybe he really does like Chelsea. But then other people were giving me the insight of, no, he only he didn't choose Chelsea because he really liked her. He chose Chelsea because he wanted more airtime on TV. And Micah didn't choose him. I was like, oh, I see that. I get that. That actually makes a lot of sense. So I stopped at the part where Jackie, who is problematic. I'm so sorry. Like, the very small snippets that we saw of Jackie, it just seemed like she was, it seemed like she was hurt. Okay, I say problematic, but really it just seems like she is coming from a very hurt space. And I understand because I feel like I've been in that space too but I guess when you've been in it and you see someone doing these things you're just like girl like no but whatever this isn't about Jackie this is about Kwame okay so Kwame he I felt like was being low-key disrespectful to Chelsea especially when he was like at Chelsea's birthday and was blatantly asking Micah, like, do you think you made the wrong decision? And like, you know, just saying all these things that weren't really, you know, feeling confident in his relationship with Chelsea. And from what we can see as the viewers, Chelsea seems like a pretty nice person. I like Chelsea. But Kwame was just out here giving real, like, you're trying me vibes. So I finished the last episode that was out and I am very guilty of looking them up on Instagram. And usually I don't do this, but like I did it this time because I was curious to see the comments on Kwame's page. And so I'm scrolling, trying to find him, find him. 
obviously people all kind of have the same thoughts on Kwame. Like Kwame's not a favorite because of the way that he treated Chelsea. But then I like was scrolling and I was like, oh my God, this guy is like getting like aggressive hate comments. And I know that people say like, oh, you set yourself up to have people not like you when you go on national TV or or Netflix or whatever. Um, Or when you put yourself on social media, like you set yourself up for people to say mean things to you. You have to have a tough skin. But like when is enough enough? Because there are really mean things being said. And I think it's one thing to like talk shit in the group chats and be like, oh, I don't like this character. Like he's annoying. Like he's X, Y, and Z. But when you're like coming like for somebody without really, like we don't know him actually. (laughs) Like we know very little about his actual personality. We just know what we see on a Netflix show which we all know, you know, TV edits, whatever they want to edit. Now, how he was displayed on Love is Blind was gross. He's not one of my favorites, which is why I wanted to look at his comments. I mean, like, I know people are, like, dragging him. But then I actually did look, and it's just like, wow, like, people are actually really mean without having full context of someone's actual character. But I say all that to say... Hate is not the way, and saying really mean things to people on social media is not the way. Like, I can't even imagine what type of emotional turmoil that person would be feeling, like just receiving all of this hate from people that you don't even know. That seems very overwhelming for me. I mean, that would kind of (laughs) suck. But either way, Love is Blind, I'm hooked, unfortunately. It is still trash TV, but I'm hooked. I Okay, so I recorded that entire thing without watching all of the episodes of Love is Blind, and I finished it last night, and my thoughts haven't necessarily changed, but I do understand hesitation coming from Kwame, right? Regardless of his intentions of coming on the show or his self-hate for himself or whatever, marrying somebody after 20 days is a lot. It sounds like anxiety all over the place. A million different thoughts, I'm sure, are going through your mind. Like you're actually going to marry somebody legal documentation, combining their finances with your finances. And I know that people don't take marriage as seriously, right? So who was it? Um, What's her name? What's her name? Bliss. Bliss's dad. Um, Bliss's dad was a real one because he was, he actually reminded me of how me and my father go back and forth. <laughs> like Bliss was very much like, I understand what you're saying, but this is what I'm saying, which is how me and my dad are. Um, but <laughs> it's funny. Okay. But Bliss's dad was kind of just like, I mean, you're going to do what you want, but it's stupid. And I kind of agree. I feel like, is there love at first sight? I don't know. I've never experienced it before. Um getting to know somebody for however many days without seeing them, does that really 
show someone's true character of who they are no you i mean take it from frank and whatever that girl's name irena it was weird um he thought he liked her personality and then he actually got to know her and turned out actually no and i feel like that's in general right like chelsea even though chelsea is one of my favorite characters on this show she is a lot she she is clear and she knows what she wants and she's just out there with it and i can appreciate that but that personality doesn't necessarily show i feel like in the pods because sorry i'm so sick um it's this this is why dating is so annoying because you date somebody and when you're getting to know them you put your best foot forward and it's almost like the interview process it's just you know okay this is me this is what i'm gonna give you so you really like me and i'm um giving you all of the happy and the ponies and the glitter and you're gonna love me and this is why and then the person's like yeah hired like <laughs> my life partner absolutely like he or she is saying every single thing that I want to hear thinking that this could possibly be my partner. But you don't know, like, you don't know. How can you know after 20 days? It's just unrealistic. Anyways, um, I say all that to say I am still not a Kwame fan. But if he says, so these are my predictions. These are my predictions for the show. One, I think that Kwame is going to say no. I really, in my heart of heart of hearts, feel like he's going to say no. I really feel like that. I think Micah and Frank will, or Micah and Frank, Micah and Paul will get married. I think that Bliss will say no to Frank. And I'm crossing my fingers. I think that Brett and Tiffany will get married. And Jackie and Marshall, that was a whole hot mess. So <laughs> the whole time I know that we're all watching this and it's like, Jackie, you're such a shit person. Like, why would you do that to Marshall? And, but that also, go, everyone is not for everybody. And you also know what you want and what you need. And granted, I think Marshall was a great guy. I think he was very in tune with his emotions. I think that he is a great man. I don't know him. I'm sorry. The show made it seem like he was a great man. <laughs> Ideally, when you're looking from the, you know, outside in. But it seemed like he was like top tier. And then you have Jackie over here just blatantly being like, look, like you're not aggressive enough for me. And I feel like that's okay for her to say too. Like, I think it's okay for her to say, you're not aggressive for me and I need something else. And because of that, I can't be with you. Now, the way she went about it was shady and her actions were showing a lack of emotional maturity for sure. Absolutely. The whole time I was watching, I was like, ew, <laughs> like she needs, she needs to do something. But at the end of like her whole thing, she was like, you know what? I'm crazy and I probably need to do some self-work. And at that moment, I said, you know what? You recognize it and you're being accountable for it. And as fucked up as it was, at least you know. 
at least you know. Um, I hope Marshall finds the right girl for him because he seemed great. Um, but yeah, those are my predictions. And I'm excited to see what happens. I hate that I am so invested like this, but I'm I'm excited. So let's jump into my accountability corner right now. So obviously I haven't been drinking because I've been sick. But I had already said on my last episode that I was trying to not drink, period. Um, one of my really good friends told me, he's like, Well, I really don't think you're gonna be able to stop drinking. He's like, and the days that you haven't been drinking because you've been sick really don't count because you've been sick. And I'm like, mm, shut up. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm going to count these days because I'm counting them. And you know what? To be 100% honest, like, one, I'm going to take accountability for my drinking. But I have been very sick in the past and still drank because you can obviously make yourself a hot toddy right clear your system up get some bourbon get some ginger right I made a whole reel about it okay so if I really wanted to drink I could make an excuse to drink but I haven't so I will count these days um but to go back to what he said and for me just taking accountability for my actions in regards to drinking he's right people probably don't trust me when I say I'm not going to drink because I do drink a lot and I've been drinking a lot probably the last couple years. Um, And so I say all that to say, if you want people to take you seriously, you have to follow through. And I've been saying, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink for so long and then I end up drinking and then I'm like oh I'm gonna have some wine oh I'm gonna have a beer like no worries all good and no so as mad as I wanted to get and as defensive as I wanted to get about myself like don't tell me what I can and cannot do like if I say I'm not gonna drink I'm not gonna drink but the reality is is I've said it and I've not followed through So I'm going to go ahead and put my walls down and say, you're right. I'm just going to prove you wrong. I'm just going to prove everybody wrong who said that I could not not drink and not drink. Um, Drinking is just not for me at the moment. And I'm not going to say it's not going to be hard, right? Like, I would be lying to myself if after a really hard day at work, in my mind, I wasn't immediately like, yeah, I need, I need a drink. I need a happy hour, like calling up a friend, right? It's easy to do that. It is going to be hard to kind of reroute my thought process and try to not drink, but I'm going to try. And that's all I can do is I can try. And I need people in my corner telling me, you got it versus ah, maybe not, right? Um, but it's all good. It's all good because I got me and I believe in me and that's all, that's all that matters. <laughs> I know for a fact I have, like, something that really, like, grinds my gears to talk about, and I have it written down, and I just can't remember right now. So I'm going to yet again take another break and find that piece of paper (laughs) so um, I can talk about it, and then I'm going to end the episode because I feel like this was a really good episode. I, um, yeah, I'm going to stop rambling now. Okay, I got it. I got it. It was in my notes. So 
a couple days ago, or not a couple days ago, I'm sorry, a couple weeks ago, I was walking through my apartment, so or my apartment hallway on the first floor to get to the lobby. Because the way the parking garage is, is that you have to, it's like kind of further back on the first floor. And then you have to walk maybe like, I don't know, two minutes through this hallway and then you get to the elevators. So as I'm walking, I'm actually, excuse me, on the phone and I'm just, you know, having a conversation as I'm talking. Okay. I'm not even listening. Like I'm talking on the phone and this woman comes up to me and she doesn't have any shoes on and she's like, um, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm like, hi. And she's like, can you call maintenance? And I was like, for what? And she was like, I mean, I don't have any shoes on. And I'm like, okay, but what do you need me to call maintenance for? Like call them and say what? She's like, never mind, just forget it. And she like walks away and she's all like pissy and mad. One, that was a valid question. What did you actually want me to say? If I was to call maintenance, one, I would have to hang up on the person I was talking to, as you saw, I was on the phone. But either way, I would have actually done it if you would have just asked or told me what you wanted me to say. I would have called maintenance like, hey, this girl has no shoes on. She wants me to call you. Are you locked out of your apartment? Like, what, what, what happened? Who are you? I don't even know who you are, bruh. I don't know who you are sis i don't know you and you for you to have the audacity to get all mad at me because i'm asking the appropriate questions okay i am asking the appropriate questions i do not know what you need and for her to get all mad and like flip her hair and like walk away and like as if i was supposed to even do what you requested anyways I didn't have to, you know what? I could have just ignored you and got on the elevator and went to my apartment and been happy and not thought about you again. But instead, I asked you the proper question so then we can take next steps to then find a solution. It really bothered me. Like my gears were grinding and I was annoyed. And I'm just like, you know what? People are so rude. Oh, and you know what? Another thing. Okay. I had a really... Earlier in the episode, I talked about having a really hard day at work. That same day, I went to Wendy's, right? Because I didn't feel like going to Chipotle because I didn't want to get out of the car. I just simply wanted to drive through and leave. And so I'm doing that, already in a bad mood. But you know what? I'm going to be happy and pleasant in this drive-through because you know what? They're probably going through something themselves. So I ordered my 10-piece nugget with barbecue sauce. She asked me, Okay, this person, when I when I asked for the nugget meal, she said, do you want spicy or do you want regular? I said, regular. And then she said, what kind of dipping sauce? I said, barbecue. Pulls around. She hands me my bag. I open the bag. There's a sandwich in here. Excuse me, ma'am. Hi, I ordered nuggets and there's a sandwich in here. No, you didn't. I did. I said, I did. And I was like, I ordered a number 10. And she was like, well, number 10 is a Asiago chicken sandwich or whatever she said. And I was just like, okay, well, I mean, even if I was wrong, you guys asked me if I wanted regular or spicy. And then you asked me what kind of dipping sauce. So like either way, 
you thought I was getting nuggets too, because that's the only way that meal would have been complete. And she's just looking at me and she's like, I mean, you ordered this. And I'm like, okay, well, even if I did, I don't want this. So like, let's take it back. Of course, I didn't say it like that. Oh my God, I would never say it like that. I just was simply like, oh, hey, I didn't order this. So can I get my nuggets? You know, really super easy peasy. But so she takes my bag and she slams the like sliding door. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me just think back on what she may be dealing with. Because I don't know what's going on in her personal life. And I don't know what's going on in her family. And she might be, her boss may be yelling at her. Okay, she may, this may have been her third meal that she got wrong and that she had to correct. And so maybe she's, you know, really upset and, you know, not in a good headspace. Cool. Okay. So then she's like, here's your nuggets. And I'm like, thank you. And then she rolls her eyes. And then I pull away. Now, as I'm pulling away, she didn't give me a straw for my drink. Oh, I forgot to tell you that when I asked for a high C, she was all, you know, giving me an attitude and asked me what flavor. And I was like, well, what flavors do you guys have? I don't go to Wendy's all the time. I don't know what flavors, what high C flavors, you know? So whatever. She was mad about that. They didn't give me a straw. And I was really tempted to go back into Wendy's, like actually pull into the parking lot, park, get out, walk into Wendy's. And then ask for a straw. But you know what? I didn't do that. I decided that she's probably having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. I'm going to just open the lid and I'm just going to drink from the cup with no straw. And that's exactly what I did. 